Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And the Sharks blow a 3-1 to lead as they fall to the Philadelphia Flyers. We're going to talk about Eric Carlson because it's Eric Carlson and his 50 points so far this season. Tomas Hurdle's rebound game. And then kind of what to make of Kevin LeBanks, uh two-minute penalty that probably should have been a five-minute. So all that plus three fries of the week and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin, San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch this on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, we are back in the hallway tonight. Um, yes, family's still in town. So I've uh, been kicked out of everywhere, but back in the hallway, making things happen right now. So I'm um, going to try to bring the energy. I, I've heard I've heard the uh, criticisms not enough energy, so I'm going to try to bring the energy. Um, and how can you? Let's. We got to start with Eric Carlson, right? Fifty points, thirty-seven games, the third fastest for a defenseman um, since 1975, the 76 season. Continuing to just be ridiculous at all times at, at what he is doing right now. Um, beautiful, beautiful setup on the power play for hurdle. And then the Kevin LeBanc golden start the third period where he is tracking the puck, bouncing off the boards as he's going for it. So the pucks along with him, he is able to corral it, pass it between his legs to set up. Um, it goes to hurdle hurdle passes it to LeBanc and like LeBanc just snipes it down. Who does that? Who does that? Like, again, 50 points for Eric Carlson and 37 games. We are seeing something we have not seen from a defenseman in a long, long time. And especially on a team that is as bad as the Sharks are. He is carrying this team on the blue line and someone got in my mentions well he's minus seven have you seen the rest of the sharks roster the dude is carrying this team right now get out of here with your plus minus stats um in the year of our lord gary bettman 2022 you're bringing plus minus when talking about eric carlson the dude is on another level this year and just continuing to put highlight plates and you know what the that pass was great there was a pass that he made on the power play um the strike second power play where they uh they did not score this he is down on the dot he gets the pass he sees timo meyer basically on the other dot he 
fires this pass. I swear there is four sticks and he just slings it through. Tiwamar gets a great shot, doesn't go in, but the, he is just on another level tonight. Uh, right now, he scored uh, eleven game point streak now for for him, one shy of the uh, Sharks record of, of twelve. And Sharks play the Stars, and then they play uh, the Blackhawks. He could on this weekend. I don't see how. Yeah, I would be surprised if he doesn't if he's not at thirteen by the end of the weekend. So I would be shocked if he does not score uh, in both games this weekend. So he he just he's outstanding. Um, this is why you paid eleven and a half million dollars for. It took a little while to get there, but I don't know what else you can ask of him right now to play goalie. Um, like he is making magic happen this year. And, you know, the Sharks have, again, they lose a game. They blow a 3-1 lead. Um, credit to the Flyers. You know, this, this, that team does not go away. They play hard all throughout uh, the game. But credit to them. They, they they came back and won this game. But you keep – I don't know who to, to – who, who do you pin this on, right? I guess you pin it on – not calling a five-minute major there on Kevin LeBanc. I thought it should have been a five-minute major, right? Um, LeBanc trying to play the puck. Joel Farabee hits him square in the numbers. His head hits the board. He's lying there, you know, for a couple minutes. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBanc is out for a little bit. You know, I'm not saying it was a concussion, but if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, and Quacks like a duck. It's probably a duck. Um, so we'll see what happens with Little Bank there. You know, especially again, Sharks have so they play Saturday, they play Sunday, then they have six days. Then they don't play again until January sixth, that Friday. So they have some time off. So um, wouldn't be surprised if you kept LeBanc out these two games. Gives them basically a week to kind of get healthy, get right, see where he's feeling in, in that time. So um, we'll see. Of course, you know, the Sharks are starting to – injuries are starting to mount a little bit for the Sharks here, you know, with, with especially kind of in those middle six guys, right, with with cutting out uh, for the year. And now if LeBanc is out for any uh, time, we'll see what the Sharks do from there. But, you know, I, I think as much as – I think the Flyers won this more than the Sharks lost this game. You know, they, especially that third period, they were, they gave up a goal early in it, but they fought back in that game. Um, you know, five on five, third period. Sharks, they did okay. You know, like you had, they, the shots were pretty close. Actually, the Sharks had the advantage in the shots, um, high danger chances, all that stuff. The Sharks, had the advantage even the expected goals for uh were pretty similar but the flyers they they were they're a very physical team it was a very entertaining and physical game um and they just made took advantage of the small mistakes and they were able to climb back in this game you know the owen typical where you know they just they win a board battle owen Tippett is by himself uh the defense can't can roll over quick enough to cover for him and he puts a great shot on that you know um the game tying goal by Loft, uh, Lofton. It bounces off Ferraro and it looks like Nick Benino. 
um, from a, a connecting shot. And I guess Lofton, it seemed, you know, bounces off a couple guys and goes in. You know, would you like a stop there by Capo Kakun? Yes, you would. But, you know, when it bounces off three guys, it's that's, it's hard to track the puck there, right? And then in the overtime, again, another mistake by the Sharks. Bad change. You know, the Sharks are trying to get a change uh, when nobody really has possession. Flyers get possession. Start a rush. It's three on one. Uh, Tomas Hurdle is doing his best. Brent Burns, Starfish defense uh, approach. Tony D'Angelo cleans it up. You know, again, I thought Kapokakinen actually played really well tonight. We'll get into Kapokakinen here in a minute, but it's just a game where the Flyers took advantage of the opportunities they had and wrestled away, wrestled away the win. So, um, again, very impressive Flyers team. I, I thought it was it was a really fun, entertaining game, really physical game. So, if you like a lot of hits and um, you know some nastiness to this game, definitely was that. You could tell the the, the crowd was really into it. Um, but again, Sharks lose. Um, personally, would have rather have liked to see them lose in regulation. Don't want those loser points in the old uh, tank for Bedard uh, sweepstakes. But I thought it was a very fun, entertaining game. So um, before we dig into the numbers of this game, look at how the forwards, you know, as we have the new look forwards here, how are they producing? Um, how did Kapokakinen tonight look? And then, of course, we'll probably talk some World Juniors and three fries of the week. Um, just a very important message this time of year. So it's New Year's Eve this weekend. You're probably going to go out and celebrate, maybe have a couple drinks. A couple drinks become a few drinks, a few too many. Evening comes to an end. People start to head out, think of calling for a ride. You're like, nah, I live by. It's no big deal. I can make it home. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance could goes up. You could lose your license, you lose your job, total your car, kill somebody. Everyone knows the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you're thinking of to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, so Sharks, like I said, I thought they played a really good game. The Just as we've seen from the Sharks a lot of times where they just make that one brutal mistake and they are... Just, you know, unfortunately, just give it up there. So, like I said, Sharks, five on five situation. They were the better team in this game. Um, score. So, shot uh, shot attempts pretty close. It was 41 to 36 Flyers um, at five on five. Shots for 19 to 20 Flyers. Again, pretty close. Um, this is all five on five. 51.28% to 48.72, of course, or shot attempts for, for the Flyers. Again, really close. Expected goals for 2.26 to 1.82. Again, the, the Sharks produced more expected goals, had eight high danger chances, 18 scoring uh, chances. Like they did, you know, they created an offense. And, you know, talking with 
Rachel yesterday, you knew the Sharks were going to kind of be able to do that, right? But in the third period, the Flyers kind of, again, took advantage of the opportunities that they had there. So looking at the lines, um, so again, on defense, no Matt Benning tonight. Just, be, you know, I had a feeling, especially after he blocked that shot. But Barabanov, Couture, Meyer played uh, 12.46 time on ice. And then you also had uh, at 5 on 5. Good. Uh, Matt Nieto, Tomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc, 10.57. Sveshkov, Stern, Benino, 8.58. And then Matt Nieto, uh, Nico Sturm, and Nick Benino, only 1.12. Little bit interesting there that the fourth line kind of got a little. It should have been um, uh, Gadovich, Limblom, Lawrence. That line basically got benched, especially in this close game. Um, pulling up their shift report now, um, it is yeah, they basically didn't play like the, the third period, so most of the third period. Um, that line okay, you're you're up up one trying to, to win a game. So, all right, let's look at, so Bear Banoff, Couture, Meyer. Again, last game, they were outstanding against Vancouver in the loss. Uh, this game, a little bit poor. Um, so they're 12.46 timeout ice. Again, more than the hurdle line. So interesting to see there. Corsi Ford, 10 uh, shot attempts. Gave up 15 actual shots. It was five to seven, five to seven, excuse me. Did give up a had a goal allowed. Uh, expected goals for was 0.54. Expected goals allowed was 1.05. So woof there defensively. Um, high danger chances for high danger chances allowed. Or sorry, high danger chances for was two. High danger chances allowed was four. Um, four offensive zone, eight neutral zone, four defensive zone um, starts there. I had someone ask me about icing. And how does this affect it? Icing is ice when they ice the puck. Those are considered in there as well. But icing, I, I looked, I was kind of looking at some of the icing numbers. Um, the Sharks only average four icings per game where they are kind of the ones icing the puck. Um, so I don't think it's much of a big sample size to really kind of worry about it. Um, it's like four, four and a half that, that they average in a game so far this season. So, like, yes, they get stuck in some defensive zones there. But, you know, they out of all the defensive zones starts at five on five, uh, four, ten, uh, 13. So 13, we'll just say on if they average four. So it's a not a, you know, it's a it's a fair amount, but I don't think it's altering your your game plan super much but um matt nieto tomas hurdle kevin lebank again play a little under 11 minutes uh seven shots for 11 allowed three shots on goal actual um and then five allowed did have two goals for gave up a goal again tomas so yeah hurdle and lebank goals there um Four scoring chances, three allowed as well. Expected goals four is 0.42. Expected goals allowed is 0.5. So basically broke even there. High danger chances were one and one. Two, one, and five for your zone starts there. So hurdle kind of drew the defensive zone uh, starts there. Uh, Sushnikov, Sturm, and Benino, 858. Uh, five and three. So good on the shots there. 
Um, two to one actual shots on goal. Uh, expected goals for is 0.23 to and actually 0.04 expected goals allowed. So good defensive work there. High two high danger chances, two scoring chances, um, four neutral, three defensive zone starts. So interesting to see if David Quinn, especially after the last two games, we had a really great Couture Meyer game in Vancouver, and then kind of a poor game here. Interesting to see if now that Hurdle had a really good game, if we get the Hurdle-Meyer combination back and try to kind of build that that super line. Don't know what to do if, if Kevin LeBanc is out because he's been that top line forward for the Sharks. Who you fill in with them if it's Matt Nieto, Nick Benino, um Yeah, Lindblom, Seuss, I don't know. You know, it's not, again, it's not like the, any of the other guys have really kind of stepped up there. This is where you're starting to see a little bit of the, uh, you know, shuffling the chairs on the Titanic when it comes to the bottom six there. Um, but interesting to see what they do to there. If Kevin LeBanc is out, again, I'm just speculating on, on Kevin LeBanc if he's actually injured or not. Again, when you're lying on the ice for a couple minutes like that, it's a little, little worrisome. So, and then um, Capo Kakadin. So I thought he played well tonight. I know the box score is not going to say so otherwise. Again, so if you look at the goals, right? Konecki tipped the first one. Again, would you like a save there? Yes, you would like a save there. Also, Konecki is really good. <laughs> um, second one was Sharks lost the board battle behind the nets, right? And he's starting to go, and then he knows what happened. And he actually gets his shoulder on it. And if he's like a half a second earlier, he probably gets like more of his chest on it and makes a save there. Um, good reaction, just not quite, quite fast enough um, there. And then the same thing, like I said, on, on the third goal where it bounces off three guys and he's unable to, to get a save there. So he made some huge saves, especially early in the game, a couple of rush, odd man rushes. Um, had a big stop on D'Angelo. Uh, Scott Harrington did a good job of getting a stick down and deflecting the puck a little bit. So it wasn't right in D'Angelo's breadbasket. He had to kind of slow down a little or get a stick back a little bit for it. But Doc Kapokakinen looks pretty good made some big saves when he had to. And then over time, you know how to, with three on three, it's it's so chaotic. And all of a sudden, you're on the rush um, going the other way. But, you know, let's dig into his numbers. So 22 of 25 uh, saves. That's weird. It doesn't count the overtime there. Um, huh. Anyway, he gave up four goals. So that's really weird that it's not showing that on natural stat trick. Interesting. Anyway, sorry. Um, so high danger saves had four high danger shots made two uh, saves there. Mid danger shots uh, five and four. And then 14 low danger. So, again, the Sharks did a pretty solid job of kind of keeping it out um, along the borders there, um, kind of keeping the, the low danger shots, you know, for them. But, again, it's tough with, I think, yes, would you like to save none of those goals? I'm like, he should have stopped that one. I thought he, I thought Kapokakanen looked really solid, which is what you want to see from him, especially from the season that we have gotten. 
um, so far this year. So, yeah, it's a little tough. Not the results you wanted, but unfortunately, that is how tonight ended. Um, before we finish up, we'll talk some World Juniors. Um, we've got some more games under uh, for, with uh, Philip Bystead and then Ben Gaudreau. Um, we'll talk some Connor Bedard a little bit. Do want to let you guys know about the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Uh, thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today. They've got the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and your Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's start with uh, uh, Philip I said. So last game, Tuesday, when we talked, uh, Bicet had, I think it was Tuesday, whenever we talked about Bicet last, amazing, you know, great game, you know, really had a little bit better, more competition today in the the, the Czechia game. Um, I thought he looked really solid. You could see kind of also the defense from him and the back checking, um, I think is, is something you, you see that a lot with the, the Swedish players, how they focus on kind of the, their development with the back checking and kind of, um, especially like Eklund, right? Eklund is a huge, huge back checker, like amazing back checker. And I don't think Bicet's ever going to be Eklund uh, on the back checking, but I feel like he, his development there is coming along. Um, had a really nice coast to coast on a piece of toast uh, attempt the other day. Um, I think that was Austria or whatever. They, they blew out whoever they were playing. Um, no, it wasn't Austria. Anyway, really nice uh, coast to coast. Um, this close to finishing it off type of thing. But you can see his confidence, especially because he's been playing against men on the third line. Now that he's playing against a little bit lesser competition, you can kind of see his confidence there. Uh, Sweden and Say's game, they were down. Leo Carlson, who's going to probably be the you know, like third or fourth pick in the, the 2023 draft. And then they were down um, uh, Lysel, who one of the, the Boston Bruins uh, top prospects kind of had to juggle things a little bit. And you could tell they, they didn't really have the same kind of chemistry just because of along, along the four lines, right? When you're down two players, especially your top two players or arguably your top two players. Um, but they did what they had to do and they won the game. And again, but I said, you're, you're seeing kind of making those little plays. I don't think he's going to be the flashiest player ever, but you're seeing kind of building that confidence, making the right little plays um, and helping his team win there. And I think that's going to be his game, you know, and occasionally you have the flash, the little, the, the coast to coast uh, type of things. But, you know, I think his game is kind of more subtle and more nuanced and, you know, learning about kind of, positioning and being in the right spot and kind of thinking the game and that that same kind of seems to be where he is at with it so um he's having a great tournament so far you know has uh four points i believe right now so far in three games love to see it again enjoying to be able to kind of play against uh guys his own age right now instead of playing some grown men in sweden i'm sure he's probably enjoying it uh right now and you know but Take this experience when he goes back to Sweden, you know, some more confidence with him as his game continues to grow and evolve. So uh, Ben Goudreau also got the start for Team Canada tonight, had a shutout, didn't have too much work um, as Canada pumped Austria. Uh, it was like 11, 11, nothing. So I think he had 12, uh, 12 saves. But, you know, again, that that's 
especially after these struggles in the first game um, against Czechia, come in, probably has to feel a lot better about himself. You know, a confidence booster here soon. Um, I assume Team Ken is probably going to go back to, to Milak as things go, but I wouldn't be surprised if Gaudreau gets another shot at, you know, in a big moment here. So, um, you know, Team Canada, they need to win their next game. They need to do, I believe they need to kind of do it kind of convincingly to try to get that top spot in, in their grouping. But, and they play Team Sweden, so we are going to have a uh, Canada-Sweden, so a great, great matchup coming up this weekend with that. So, um, again, I expect uh, Milik, their, Thomas Milik, their, their other goaltender, to start there. But... Bystead, maybe Bystead can kind of get to Milik a little bit, and then you get Gaudreau in there, and you get the Gaudreau uh, Bystead matchup that we are all waiting for. That would be great. So, um, and then we can't not talk about Connor Bedard, who is uh, really good. I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you've been watching Sharks hockey this season and rooting for wins, um, you come to the wrong place. I, I, want Connor Bedard. He's doing things like Eric Carlson's doing things we haven't seen. Connor Bedard's doing things we haven't seen. He's already tied the world juniors record for goals. He can still play in two more tournaments after this tournament. Not that he's not going to, um, he could, he's eligible. He's already tied the goals. He had, yeah, he's really good. Um, just imagine William Eklund slinging passes a Connor Bedard for the next 15 years. So every time you get sad about a Sharks loss this year, just picture that moment. Just picture that Connor Bedard and that Teal 98, William Eklund, Teal 72, slinging passes to Connor Bedard as he snipes from ridiculous angles. And that'll make those every loss feel a little bit better if that can if if we get Connor Bedard all these losses they go away you don't care if you have Connor Bedard so um if you're not watching World Juniors it's and you want to see what the the hubbub is about with with um this Connor Bedard now is your chance to watch him on kind of the biggest stage for for these prospects right now right these are some of the best again put this in perspective right Adam Fantilli who was like the number two like he is going number two in the draft, right? It's going to be, I've, I've heard the like, well, what if they take Connor? No, Connor Bedard's going number one. Um, it's you, it, it's no doubt, right? Especially after this. I know you don't want to put too, too much stock into a tournament, but again, what he's doing right now is absolutely redonkulous. So Connor Bedard, um, well, this hasn't updated yet. So, in his games play, because he's up to, uh, I think they're up to three games now. Um, Fentilli's got like two points this year in, in the World Juniors. And again, Adam Fentilli is a, like, would be the number one prospect in most drafts for the past 10 years. Connor Bedard is, he's the, he is, he is the franchise changer. Like, yes. Get Connor Bedard and Teal. So that's what you want. All right. Um, that's going to, oh, three fries of the week. Um, so what we did, we took the fry budget, we put it all together, and we got two large fries. We're split, giving one to Eric Carlson and one to Timo Meyer. Those two guys right now are, I know Timo didn't score tonight, but 
what those those guys right now are dragging the Sharks franchise to being anywhere relevant right now. So you know, Timo had a what six game scoring streak. Carlson's on eleven point game or uh, point streak right, eleven game point streak right now. About ready to tie then break the Sharks uh, franchise record. Yeah. I don't know how you cannot just give the fries to them. So they both get a large fry this week. They split the fries. Um, all right. So that's going to be it for me today. I'll be back on Monday. Talk about the weekend. Busy weekend. We got two Barracuda games, two Sharks games. So we'll recap everything on Monday. And then uh, next week, we got a bunch of fun stuff planned since the Sharks don't play again until Friday against the Ducks. And I probably won't do a Ducks preview because we've talked about the ducks way too many times this year already so um got some fun stuff planned for next week uh so make sure you're following me on twitter at my fry hole follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram at locked on sharks you can listen of course wherever you get podcasts amazon music apple spotify odyssey you name it you can listen to it we're there you can also watch on youtube as well See my sweet, uh, my mother-in-law got me this sweet Sharks uh, reverse retro Sharks hat. Also, make the reverse retros every Thursday. They're too good of a jersey to be putting away for the next four months now. So, yeah. And until Monday, bye, friends.